Home. It is more than four walls and a roof. Home is a feeling. I'm Jennifer Stagg, and I believe that home is the most important place on the planet. Here, I dive into all things home, whether it's tips from my latest DIY project or interviews that examine what gives a house that something special. Join me as I get to the heart of the home. So you know those spaces in your home that you just dread looking at? Disorganized and overwhelming? Well, professional organizer Sam Pregenzer sees those spaces as opportunities. She helps clients bring order to their lives and her spaces will definitely inspire you to tackle that project that you've been putting off. The Heart of the Home continues in just a moment. Hi everyone, I'm jumping in for a minute to tell you about our newest Stag Design launch, the Aspen Collection. This collection is elevated and grounded in earth tones and hand-painted patterns. Use the code Heart of the Home for $10 off your next purchase. At Stag Design, we believe home is what we make it. You can find us at stagdesignshop.com. That's Stag with two G's. Sam, thank you so much for being here. Oh, thank you for inviting me. The first time we met, we were just talking about it several years ago at a blogger conference and I had just had a new baby and I had like those brain moments where your brain isn't functioning. And I think I asked you like four times right in a row, where are you from? And you were like, I'm from San Francisco. And I was like, hi, Sam, where are you from? And you're like, I'm from San Francisco. So I always think of that. So hi, Sam in San Francisco. Hi. (laughs) So tell me first, okay, you've had some exciting things happen, right? I was just looking and it says that you are a custom design field editor for Better Homes and Gardens. Tell me about that. Oh, yes. This whole thing came together. Um, Actually, we started talking last year around this time after the Style Maker event. I had that opportunity to sit with an, you know, sit with an editor and kind of pitch an idea to them. And I didn't really have a specific idea other than the fact that I'm a professional organizer and I work full-time with clients doing professional organizing. And sometimes it's hard for clients and even somebody like me who has a lot of experience in this area to open a magazine and see a space that isn't really real. It's very hard for families that really struggle with clutter to kind of really feel motivated when they see these perfect spaces that are really kind of unattainable or even you can't really maintain them. So, you know, in my business, I've tried just, we really want to make it as real and authentic and, you know, this is, this is reality and here's organizing that's actually going to work for you. And so when I sat with the editor, I said, you know, I'd love to see more reality in magazines that where people don't feel like they've already lost before they even get started. Cause they're like, how am I ever going to achieve that? Um, and the editor of the secrets of getting organized publication, which is one of the better homes and gardens publications, he reached out to me and we started talking around this time last year and they brought me on as a field editor and I was able to start submitting projects like before and afters and they loved it and they, they brought me on. So it's, it's like a freelance type of position where I can submit projects. And if they end up getting picked up by the magazine or any one of their publications, um, you know, I'll be involved in the project, but that's, 
that's pretty much how it works. It's, it's very, very exciting. We have a closet that will be in the December issue. And then the editor was just here for a week. Um, we shot a garage. Wow. Organized a year ago and that will be in the spring issue. And that was quite the experience to kind of, we had to do a lot of prop shopping and then we had to style a garage of all places. (laughs) It was, it actually is so beautiful and it's real. And so I'm so proud and excited that this is a real garage. There was even one wall in the garage where I thought, why are we photographing this? This is not pretty. But I had to remind myself, Sam, this is real. This is what you talked about with the editor a year ago. You know, when you had that opportunity to sit down, you want families to be able to see this is real. This is what a real garage looks like for most families in America. And this is okay. So I'm, I'm very excited. So that's, okay. That sounds amazing. That'll be in the December issue of Better Homes and Gardens. So the closet Um, which is a different story altogether. There is a closet um, that I updated just using shelving by adding additional shelves. And so that closet will be in the December issue. And then in the spring issue, the garage will be, will be featured. That sounds amazing. We can't wait to check it out. Um, for, For those listening who aren't familiar with Sam, she is Simply Organized on Instagram. And then her website is simplyorganized.me. Um, Sam, let's talk a little bit about your childhood home and how you sort of got into this space of organizing and where that, that itch to be OCD and organize everything came from. Well, I have to admit, I was not very organized as a child. That didn't come until later, but I definitely, you know, there were little pieces, like I always loved to play teacher and there's a lot of organization involved in that. You know, I love to like make my own little like attendance sheets where I'd have all my dolls lined up and I'd have them all sign in like present or not present in the classroom. (laughs) Um, But, you know, I think the organization tendencies came about when I moved out and I started you know, I left and went to college and I was living on my own and, you know, having that sense of this is my space and this is how I would love it to look and feel. And, um, you know, I took a little bit more ownership then, but, you know, as a child, my mom was very into entertaining. She was, she was an organizer, an organizer of events and, you know, gatherings. And, um, so, you know, I definitely think that, living in that environment contributed to who I became today. And then also my grandfather was, he owned a um, hardware store and I looked up to him so much for, you know, that's where I get sort of the DIY aspect to what I do. I have a very deep love for tools and working with working within a space to try and make it work with what we have. And then just kind of adding in, you know, extra shelves and, um, really sort of trying to think beyond just buying product. Like how can we change the space structurally, but also doing it easily and on a budget. And I kind of got that from him. So that ties in a lot to who I am as well. And, um, and then just, I'm, I'm a helper. Like I love my, 
my degree is in counseling and I, I've always been, a, you know, a helper mindset. I always want to help people and I like to be around people and I love to hear their stories and problem solve and make their lives easier and better. So I think, you know, all of that together, um, that sort of pushed me into this field and I, it's definitely where I need to be. It's my passion. I love doing it. I do not feel like I'm working. I could do this seven days a week. And in fact, I do it seven days a week. There's not a day off and, um, I love it. I wouldn't do anything else. You know, what's interesting about that is I think organization can feel really daunting to somebody and very heavy, like, oh, I've got that storage room or I've got that junk drawer that just drives me crazy every time I open it and I have to, you know, I can't ever find anything. And it's one of those things that you put off and you put off and you put off. But when you see something like that, it seems like it energizes you and you you see it as, yes. as an opportunity and a project. So talk about how somebody who's in that sort of putting it off mindset can, can switch it around. Yeah. So when I, when I show up in a space that's cluttered, I always see the end result. I see the end. I don't see what's going on in the room. I do see the story behind it. I see, um, what that family was, you know, whether it's a mom and it's her crafting area or room, or it's a husband and his space in the garage, um, or a kid's space and what they're trying, I see where they're trying to go. And then it's like, okay, well, if that's what you're trying to do. This is, let's break it down and simplify it. This is how we're going to get there. Um, so I kind of, I have that knack for doing that. Um, yeah, I feel that sometimes people, they just get a little bit stuck. They just need a little nudge in the right direction. And even I myself find myself in that place where I'm like, hold on, how do I, how do I break? Let me just break this down for a minute and break it down into little steps. And we're going to knock them off one at a time to get to that end result, what we want. Is there a way to start a project Mm-hmm. that's huge and overwhelming and just chip away at it a little bit of a, at a time and make progress? Or once you start into a project, is it kind of like, you know what, you can't really stop until it's done? Because I think that is what stops so many people from tackling right. project is they're like, well, once I dig into this thing, my life cannot go on <laughs> until it's finished and it's too much right now. Right. It's always that. And I know you could probably relate to this because you're in the design field. It's that last five or 10%, you kind of drop the energy drops and it doesn't really get done. It's the same thing. You know, um, I think, uh, you know, surrounding yourself, either having a professional like myself come in and kind of help you get through to that final end result is good. Or if you have like a really good close friend who can help motivate you to get to the end, or if, you know, knowing who you are, try to understand who you are, what's, what's going to be the reward that you give yourself when it's hundred percent completed. You know, I can't move on to this next project. That is, I'm really excited to get started on this project, but I'm not going to do that until I finish this one. And I'm going to feel good about finishing it. And I'm going to celebrate myself. And then I'm going to say, okay, now I can go do that other one that I'm excited to get going on. 
What about like those, you know, every piece of art that your child has ever made before that you don't want to throw away or, you know, little scraps of fabric that you may end up using one day. I mean, I'm, I'm asking for a friend, but how do you, (laughs) how do you let go of those things and clear them out from your life? Oh, well, so thankfully now I feel like there's, you know, there's so many great opportunities for turning art into a book, you know, gosh, I'm so grateful that we're in this place that we are right now where technology has taken us there because, and you know, when I, I work hundred percent for families. So I see the artwork and it's either piled on counters, it's in drawers or closets, or it's in a bin in the garage. And I don't, that's fine. I never put pressure on anyone to say, make a decision in this moment. I think what we need to do is that's fine. Like we're going to display it for a little while and then we're going to take it down. Let's put it in a box and then let's revisit it in like three months, like put a reminder or a notification in your phone and, or put it in your, your calendar. If you still have a planner that you write things in and say, just give yourself, you know, a couple hours, schedule it in for yourself, open the bin, go through it. Most times, if you have that disconnect from that piece for a while, you may realize that you're not really that connected to it, as opposed to maybe if you have, for example, 20 pieces that came in over the last month, maybe 15 really you're emotionally tied to, so you can get rid of five. And then over time, you're going to whittle it down to the real special ones that have a real true memory. And from those, you can decide what you want to do, whether you want to keep them in a bin, if you want to turn them into a book, if you want to create a slideshow, you know, there's technology is so great. Like Archive is a great um, program that you can use for that. And they're awesome. And, um, you know, I think we can all relate to having, you know, you move out and you, you're in a home and you start having children of your own and your parents start sending you things. And I've seen the other side of that with families too, where I work again, I work with families. And so they're, they're in between, they have children of their own, but they also have their parents. The parents are sending stuff. The kids are coming home with stuff and the the mom and dad are like, okay, well, what are we going to do with this? We, we can't get rid of it because my mom sent it to me. And this is like a newspaper clipping from when I was in high school. And it really means something to them. Maybe it doesn't mean anything to you anymore. And it's kind of that burden. You sort of, we kind of have to work through it. And so then when, when parents are sending things to my clients, then I, that's always a good talking point for us to talk about. Okay. Now let's think about what we want to keep because now your children are bringing stuff home. So you're feeling the impact of your parents sending you stuff. So let's think about what do you think your kids would really want to see and touch and feel when they're older and you want to send them something, Mm -hmm. you know, it's, it's kind of having them dig a little deeper and we have really fun, great conversations. We keep it light. I don't really take it very deep, but you know, it's thought provoking. It's something to really think about when you're experiencing it yourself right now. It's like, oh, all my childhood art is coming to me in these boxes. What am I supposed to do with it? I think everyone is going to want to know the answer to this. So I'm just going to ask, (laughs) have you ever been hired by somebody who's a hoarder and you've gone in and you've been like, oh, like, have you ever turned a job down? Are you ever like, 
this project is too much or this is not my thing? Yes. So I, you know, in my early, I've been doing this for 10 years full time in my early years of, I'd say early year, not years, my early, my first year of business, I put myself out there. I wanted to see, do, touch everything because I wanted to know where I belong. Where is the most natural fit for me? What's going to feel good? Where am I going to do the best work? Where am I going to make the biggest impact? And I was not set up to work with hoarders. And I believe hoarders or people that appear to me to have that tendency are better suited to have a doctor come in and work with them. And there are professional organizers who are doctors. So um, I typically would refer them out to somebody. They're in my first, have I been into homes like that? Yes. Even in the last year or two, um, what I do is I, I have a phone consultation first, just really quickly. And sometimes you hear immediately that I would be walking into a situation like that. And then I just say, oh, you know what? Let me get you a great referral. Um, sometimes I have walked into those and I'm like, no, this just, this really isn't, I feel like I am going to hurt this situation more than help. Mm-hmm. And when I ever feel like that, then it's that when that pops up for me, when that red flag pops, it's like, no, I'm going to follow that. And I'm going to get you to the right person in my first year. You know, I did take on someone who was a hoarder. Um, and I feel, I feel like I felt like a failure. You know, when I look back on that, I think I was trying to do good work. I was trying to work with her, but I was not, I wasn't the person that she needed. I wasn't the the expert, the doctor to really help move her through that. And um, every time I came back, it looked the same or worse. And that was not only frustrating to me, but I'm like, what am I doing wrong? And then, you know, it's, it was a great learning experience for me. Um, but I, I have walked into those situations. They are, they are tough, but again, I make it light and we, we, my goal is to get them to the right person. What? Okay. So let's get back to how you help people on a daily basis, um, every day in your job and what tips you would have for people who want to tackle a project right now. They're like, I've got a messy junk drawer. I've got a bathroom, you know, drawer that's a disaster. I need to organize my closet and clear things out and get things ready for a new season. What's sort of like your top three. Okay. Roll up your sleeves. Let's do this tips. So I would say definitely, you know, having a list of projects that you want to get done and then targeting what is the number one, like this thing is painstaking to me every single day, do the hard things first. So let's pick the hardest thing. And if it's the junk drawer, okay, we're going to go to the junk drawer. We're going to empty everything out. Everything's going to come out. What do you absolutely need in that drawer? Let's figure out what do you really need in that junk drawer and what can be relocated to other areas of the house. More more often than not, there's going to be things that belong in the garage or this thing that belongs in your daughter's bathroom. It's like rubber bands or hair things and little tools that should move or an old remote for, you know, an electronic that you don't even own anymore. So let's just get rid of those things and let's bring it into what we absolutely need in the drawer. And once you know that, then you want to measure your drawer, which I'm a huge measuring person. I love to measure. If you've followed 
the Instagram where you go to my Instagram feed, you'll see there's drawers that I've designed and they fit like a glove because I measure them perfectly. And then I go to the container store or, um, you know, target and I buy all the organizers that fit perfectly like a little puzzle. It's like super fun for me to do that. I have never thought to do that before. Never. I've never thought to measure the inside of a drawer and then go buy the organizer. I'm always just like, "Ah, I think this organizer will work. Well, and I think that's a lot of the, um, and we can get to that maybe in a minute. Um, I think we, we tend, we're out and about and we get inspired when we see something that's an organizing solution. We're like, oh my gosh, I know exactly where I can use this. But then you get it home and you're like, ooh, that doesn't fit. Or, oh, my stuff didn't fit into it. Or, you know, and then you, you have this thing. And unless you're a motivated person that's going to go return it, it'll end up kind of sitting there or you'll try and figure out another spot for it to go. I Every single home I'm in, there are organizing solutions that are not being used because they were bought on an impulse. You know, we'll figure out a way to use them. I'll find a space in the house, but it is important to measure. So like, we'll measure the drawer. We'll go get the organizers we like. We'll fit them all in and make sure the organizers that you're purchasing to outfit that drawer are going to fit the items you have. For example, you might have a flashlight that's going to be long and thin. You're going to have smaller things like little clippies or, you know, push pins or coins and just make sure that you're getting a little spot for everything. And then just put your little organizers in the drawer and then you pop your things in and it's, it just feels so good. The next time you open that drawer, whether it's in your closet, in your bathroom, in your kitchen, in the garage, it it feels so good to know it's just the things that you need want the things that you're touching and you need to get to quickly. And it's so freeing to let the other things go. Now, everyone wants to know, what do you do with all the stuff that you can't find a place for? Uh, You know, we have this spot in our kitchen, (laughs) one little spot that I cannot keep that spot organized because we'll get a magazine or a flyer from school or something. And it's like, it inevitably ends up a pile and it drives me insane. I hate piles, but that's, it's like, I cannot get this one spot organized. Like, what do you do with all the random things that you get? Yeah. Well, everybody just, you can take comfort in knowing every home in America has that pile in the kitchen. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not alone. Every, Every single home I'm in, there's the counter pile. And it's like, what do I do with this? And the, I would say just there's certain things in life. This is real. Okay. This is reality. You, it's going to happen. So embrace it. Okay. We're going to embrace the pile <laughs> and we're just going to figure out a way to make it pretty. So what we're going to do is <laughs> we're going to get a bath. But it's, it's true. I mean, you can't make that disappear. It's, go, it's going to reappear every week. And this is, this is life. So what we're going to do is we're going to get a basket, something nice that you can put papers and things into, but then where the habit change needs to come in or where we need to start putting together a system is, okay, once a week, whether that's Sunday, whether that's Monday, One day of the week is typically when you're kind of taking a look at your kitchen counters, or maybe you're putting together your grocery list for the week. You know, there's some sort of organization element to your week 
work that basket into it. And okay, I'm going to thumb through this. Are there papers that need to be filled out now for a field trip? Is, is this magazine old? Did I just get a new one that came in the mail? So now I can recycle that, you know, just figuring out a routine for yourself where you can sort of stay on top of it. I think that's the bigger battle is putting that together. Do you think that routine is also important for like once a year spots? Like, okay, in January every year, I'm going to clean out the coat closet or in December, I'm going to clean out this storage room. And every year I'm going to do it on this date so that, because people accumulate things, right? Like humans are just accumulators of, of random things. Well, we are, and we are, you and I both. Right now, we are in what I would call the accumulation phase of life because we're building these warm homes. We have children, you know, they're bringing stuff home. We're getting those things from the parents. Like we're sort of in that space and that's the space I work in. I don't work in the space of empty nesters, but I, I'm one day I would love to, but I'm guessing in that phase, it's, we're getting rid of a lot of stuff and we're really making tough decisions, but we are sort of there right now. And so we have to embrace it and figure out how are we going to go through this? And it's, it really is what's going to make the most sense to you. Sometimes people just get to that breaking point and it's one weekend, one fell swoop. They're like, we're, we're going through the house this weekend. We're getting through everything. It's going out the door and they take a very aggressive, motivated approach. And then some people want more seasonal, like let's bring it down seasonally here. And let's, you know, we're going to do the garage in the spring and we're going to do, you know, we're going to do like the back to school stuff around back to school time. And um, it really is what's going to work for you and your personality type, plus your spouse, you know, your partner, whoever's living with you. Tell me I'm not the only mom <laughs> you've worked with who cleans out their playroom after their kids go to sleep and throws all the toys away. No. All the junk toys, right? No. Like, I feel like there's an epidemic in America. Okay, this is a little bit of a, a soapbox, but I feel like there's an epidemic. Get up on the soapbox. Of people giving your children crap toys. Like yes. meals and party uh, favors and, you know, like yeah. glow sticks and like all this stuff that your yeah. kids for some reason want to keep forever. And mm-hmm. it just, then it, I feel like it's such a distraction when you have, I'm sure that you feel this way all the time, but when you have all these things, these random little things, it's such a distraction from like positive play, right? Because they have all these other things going on and they can't really focus on the play that is good. Yes. Right. Yes. And honestly, the, every playroom that I've organized, you kids need open space to be creative. They don't need more stuff. They need less stuff. Every single playroom, when we get rid of things, the kids just gravitate toward that room and they're they have so much more fun when there's less stuff. I think you've just given every parent in America a big sigh, right? <laughs> like and validation that like don't oh my gosh. buy a ton of things for Christmas or for birthdays. No. Like eliminate, eliminate. Absolutely. And um, I do that. I, I go through my, our playroom, you know, weekly, monthly, and my kids don't miss it. No. They don't miss the things when they're gone. You know, the little what the items that you're talking about, like the happy meal stuff or the little party favor things, they don't miss that. 
they're not asking for that stuff. So, so take the guilt out and say, I'm going to get rid of this. I'm going to pass it on to, to somebody else who will enjoy it. And that's, there's nothing wrong with that. Do not feel guilty and don't feel guilty doing it without your kids involved. Honestly. What, um, is your home perfectly organized or are there spaces in even your home that, that you have like that one spot, like I do in my kitchen? Yeah, I do. I mean, I'm, so I'm, my feelings and my, my approach to everything is a little skewed because I work so much with stuff every day. So stuff means absolutely nothing to me now. I have a very different view on it. So I always, when I'm asked this question, it's kind of tough because I just come from a different place. I see the value of things and it's the things that really matter to me are the things that stay. And that's very few items, right? So my house is, I have all the systems set up for everybody. um, But I also keep items to a minimum. So there's less stuff to kind of create that clutter. And I, the fact is though, I still live with three children who they don't have my organizing tendencies. So they're not going to keep up with the system. You know, I, they know that it's there and we, we talk about it, but I don't put a lot of pressure on them. You know, we have a garage mud room and I would love it if they would take off their shoes and pick up the shoes and put them on the shelf. But instead they just literally walk right out of their shoes and like you could, it's a joke because you can see exactly how they stepped out of their shoes because their shoes will be sitting in that position. And, you know, there are, it's not perfect in this house and I'm totally okay with that. I, it's, it's life again. It's, it's just life. This is how we live. And one day my kids are not going to live here anymore. And I'm going to wish I was tripping over those shoes. I'm going to wish those little handprints were all over the windows and the doors. Um, so, you know, my house is, is organized, but you know, I would say that it's not over the top. Well, if you want to be completely inspired to tackle that organization project, go check out (laughs) Sam's Instagram page. It's simply organized. Sam, thank you so much for being here. Oh, thank you. You're the best. And you honestly, you inspire me so much to get my life in order. So also you'll want to head over to the blog stag-design.com and check out um, some beautiful photos from Sam's projects and also from her home. So thanks so much, Sam. Thank you. Do you follow us on Instagram yet? We're Stag Design, S-T-A-G-G with two G's. We cover all kinds of things on Instagram, whether it's peaks of our latest projects. We even give some coupon codes occasionally for our product line. And we also just share behind the scenes what it's like to run a small business with a young family. So give us a click on Instagram. We hope you'll follow us and also give us a little shout out.